book of Mark, chapter number 4. He began to teach by the seaside. There was a gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto, him and his doc- unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. I want to talk to you about refusing to be a statistic. I talked to you three weeks ago about refusing to attend Wilderness University. I don't know what it is about refusing, Brother Pat. But we're going to refuse to attend Wilderness University. I hope you're going to refuse to be part of the silent majority. Today I want to talk to you about be, refusing to be a statistic. Let's pray you one more time. Father, thank you for your word. I pray you will you'll give us wisdom today. God, lead us in your paths of righteousness. Talk to us out of your word. I pray, God, that you would do a work here today, not the work of man, but that you would do a supernatural work in us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. He goes on and he says, It came to pass that as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, And because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up, and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. I want you to notice that there were four types of ground. Good seed was cast all over. But of the four types of ground, only one of the four yielded. 75% of the seed that was sown yielded no fruit. Not because it wasn't good seed, but because of the condition of the ground. He went on and he said, He that hath ears, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were with him asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it's, no, it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without all these things are done in parables, seeing that you may see, that seeing you may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all parables? And then Jesus rolls back the curtain. He says, For those that are outside... It was just a neat story, but it means more than what they understand. He rolls the curtain back, and he says, The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time and afterward when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake immediately they are offended and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, 
and it bringeth forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some one hundredfold. A few years ago, I had about ten acres of ground clear cut because I had this plan, Brother Pat, that it was going to be a nice rolling pasture field. I don't know if you've ever tried to turn a clear cut into a pasture field. Brother Frankie, it's not a, I, I thought I'm going to go out there, it's clear, you know, they cut all the trees down, I got some seed, I went out there, and, and about three or $400 worth of fescue and white clover, and I don't know what all was in the mix, and I'm out there, and I, you know, I just went out there and I, I sowed that, that seed out on this clear cut, and uh, it's got a bunch of sandbriars. Uh, now, Sister Angie likes it because it's basically covered in blackberries. But that was not my vision. There's blackberries everywhere. And in some places, Brother Pat, there are oak trees that have started to grow. Little oak tree seedlings. Some of them maybe just this tall, maybe some of them like this. It, it's almost like you went in there and you sowed oak tree seeds, which are called acorns, for those of you who aren't familiar. But they're... they're Every, in some places, they're just thick, Brother Pat. All kinds of little oak trees. They look like they're doing well. By the help of God, they're not going to do well, and there's going to be fescue and white clover growing there at some point. But even if I left them alone, Sister Teresa, those, those little oak tree seedlings, they're not, they're not this far apart. But I understand something about the process of them growing to full maturity. And that is, not all of them are going to make it. Go walk through a mature forest. You don't have oak trees this far apart. Because some of them don't make it. And Jesus gives us this parable. He says the sower goes out to sow and, and, and he likens it to our coming to God and our new life because he said the seed is the word and we are begotten by the word of God. It's that seed that's sown into our lives, that divine word that gives us life. And he says it's sown out here and, and in one place it, it didn't do any good, it didn't even germinate. And in another place, it, it was sown and it germinated and it sprung up. And, and whenever, whenever it got really hot, whenever, it, whenever the drought hit, the seed withered, the, the plant withered away. And then in another place, the conditions were good and, 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 it, and it sprung up. But then other weeds came up and choked it out and it died. And then there was one-fourth of the seed that was sown actually grew and actually came to a place of fruition, that it would actually bear fruit. And it paints to us, I think, a grave picture that not everybody who accepts the Word of God is going to survive to bear fruit. I would like to stand up here 
Brother Tommy, and be a cheerleader. And preach us into a frenzy and preach faith. I want to preach some reality today. And that is that you have a real adversary. And he's working to pick you off. And according to this parable, at best, one out of four. So I want to preach to you for a little while this morning about refusing to be a statistic. It's interesting to me. Maybe this won't be interesting to you, but I'll share it anyway. The, the, the first seed didn't do anything. The second and third ground that he talks about, it germinated. And because of drought, it died. The third, it germinated. And because of weeds, it died. Well, i got to come down here with all the gardeners. Who are, who are gardeners here? I know Brother Morris, he, he all right, yeah, we got, yeah, 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 we got some, some gardener folks here. <clears throat> I am a planter. My wife is a gardener. I enjoy planting the seed, getting it ready, and, 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 I, and I love that. And then I want to just turn it over to her. Because if all the conditions are right, the plants that we planted are going to germinate and they are going to grow. And if the conditions are right, there's some other stuff that's going to grow too. Now, if the weather is dry, you don't have to worry about weeding that garden too much, do you, Brother Morris? If, if it doesn't rain for two months, don't you worry. The dock and lamb's tail and all that lamb's cord, that stuff's not going to spring up. Because it only springs up in good conditions. And I think it's instructive for us to see that there are only two situations, only two conditions in which we need to be on guard. And that is when things are good and when things are not. When it rains, when the conditions are good, you better be careful because weeds are going to spring up. When it doesn't rain and things are dry, you better be careful because you're in danger of dying for lack of moisture. And so, the two problems that I see that we need to be aware of in order to not become a statistic is we need to be aware of roots and weeds. So elbow somebody and tell them you need to take root. I may just teach here for a little bit. Can, I'm going to ask this Sunday morning crowd. I'm, can I be myself here for just a moment? Can I ask this Sunday morning crowd? If I just teach for a little bit, can you still respond? Okay. God help us. There's a verse here, verse number 17, and it haunts me, Brother Pat. I'll read verse 16 as well. He says, They that are likewise are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. You have seen that person. You have seen, Brother Tommy, you have seen that person. First time they were ever in church, or maybe they've been out of church for a long time, and they walk back in the room, and the first time they're back in the building, they come to an altar, and they repent, they cry, they weep, God 
fills them with the Holy Ghost. They speak in tongues and, and, and they jump in the water. They get baptized. And next Sunday you wonder, where did they go? Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking of somebody right now. But he says this. They hear the word. And that was an extreme situation, but it, it could happen over a period of a week or a month or two months or six months or a year. But he says that they, they heard the word. Immediately they receive it with gladness. And if you can put verse 17 up there, it says, And have no root Pat, that phrase haunts this preacher. That they have no root in themselves. There's nothing that I can do. I can't preach it good enough. I can't preach it strong enough. I can't have enough clever illustrations and gardening stories. The music team can't play good enough, talented enough, they can't sing a pretty enough song to change the root in someone. He said the problem is they have no root in themselves. I want to preach to you for a minute. We have got to be conscious of taking root. It's my decision as an individual. It's your decision as an individual to put down some roots so that whenever tribulation comes, and it will, whenever trials come, and they will, whenever God help us, Brother Pat, whenever we have three or four, uh, it, might, it could happen, we could have three or four services in a row where nobody shouts and dances. But I've got enough root in myself that I'm not going to go anywhere. Man, I just feel like, feel like talking this morning. I wish you'd lift your hands right now. Father, God help us to take root. Help us to put down roots so that we are unmovable, unshakable. Mm. Now can I tell you what I really feel? If you've got to have good church and be entertained to come back next Sunday, you don't have root in you. If we have a power outage next Sunday and we can't have church and you can't stay saved for 14 days, you don't have root in you. If you need the, the choir to sing your right song, the praise team to sing your right song in order for you to come back next Sunday, you don't have root in you. But if you have root in you, it does not matter what tribulation, trial, or circumstance comes in your life, you are going to stay planted. He said in Colossians, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. We've got to put down some roots so we cannot be shaken. 
We need to put down the root of the Word of God. We need to get in the Word. We need to love the Word. We need to ingest the Word. We need to, to just fall in love with Scripture because the Bible says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall cause them to offend. If you'll fall in love with the Word, it doesn't matter what Brother Josh says that catches me sideways. It does not matter what my... What temptation comes my way if I put the Word of God in my heart? It's a root that will not let me go. Oh, elbow somebody and say, you need to put down some roots. You need the root of prayer. And I told you I wasn't going to preach long, or I thought I might not. You need the root of prayer. Somebody shout, pray without ceasing. Oh, that was weak. Come on now. Somebody shout, pray without ceasing. Pray every day. Pray all the time. Pray about everything. Pray in every situation. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Huh. Pray about everything. But you cannot stop with praying for your own needs and the needs of those immediately near you. You've got to engage with God in relationship prayer and you've got to engage with someone in supplication for their burden as well. Pray. I could camp there. I'm not going to. But we need to pray. Somebody said, if you don't pray, you won't stay. What's next? You don't fast, you don't last. If you don't read, you don't succeed. I got one more. If you don't give, you can't live. For where your treasure is, I'm talking about putting down roots so that no matter what. I, let me, can I be honest? We'll, we'll take this off Facebook later. This building should be overflowing. There is not a facility big enough on this side of the river in Fayette County that should be able to hold the people that should be in this building but walked away. None of them that repented at this altar did so with the intention of walking away. Pastor Bounds in, in Parkersburg, and you all know the, the love and tremendous respect that I have for him, and I'm not saying anything negative at all, but they've baptized over 800 people in the last 10 years. But they probably don't have over four in Sunday school this morning. Why? Because some people didn't put down roots. And so we got to put down the root of prayer. And we got to put down the root of the Word. And we've got to put down the root of giving. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you want to stick, you better make an investment in the kingdom. Because Jesus said, your heart's going to follow your wallet. <laughs> okay, y'all go ahead and forgive me for saying I wasn't going to be long. 
We had, we had one of the most powerful men's conferences that I've ever been a part of. And I want to thank the folks in this church that served and sacrificed to be part of that and help make that happen. But in the past, we have had a men's conference that was just Friday night and Saturday morning. In other words, you could just kind of cruise in, grab service on Friday night, maybe stay, stay over or maybe just drive home. And we have some people cruise in on Saturday morning and it was just, you know, we just had some church. But I decided, I think it was led of the Lord, that we would have a Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning. Because if you're going to come to all those services, you've got to take a day off work and you've got to be invested in it. When you invest in something, you get a return on your investment. When you buy in, you get a return for what you have purchased. And if you never invest in the kingdom of God, don't expect to ever get anything out of the kingdom of God. I, I'm not. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I am not preaching today about give and you'll be financially blessed, although I think that's true. I'm not preaching today about bring all your tithe into the storehouse because if you don't, you're cursed with a curse. I'm not preaching that, although I believe it. I am preaching today that when you become faithful with your finances, you are rooted into the church and you are... You better watch your tithing record. And, and we'll, we'll hand those out hopefully next Sunday. Sister Doris printed them out. I don't look at them. I don't want to know. And I won't look at them until my pastor tells me I have to. Because I don't want to know. I don't want to know how much the banker makes. I mean, I'm curious. I wonder if bankers make more than math teachers. I think they probably do. I don't want to be influenced with the knowledge of, of, of what, you know, I'd, I'd be afraid of making jokes about the banker if I knew he was knocking down 300 grand a year, you know. I'd be, I'd be nervous. <laughs> but you better watch your tithing record because when you stop giving... Where's my heart? Because my heart's going to follow. We need a root of giving. Man. I don't know who's out there making me say all this stuff, but I'm trying to obey the Lord here. trying for a good illustration to ease into this. Maybe I'll just... If you don't have a consistent commitment, you don't have a commitment.
my seven kids. They're at home. The dog's watching them. I had to walk here. I love it sometimes when they, you know they're intentionally giving you this story. It might be true, but they're intentionally telling you. But if the service is good, Sister Teresa, I don't mind giving 20% as a tip. If the service is good, I don't mind. If the service is not so good, I'm going to stick closer to that 15%. Very, very rarely will I, uh, I go below the 15%. But if it's really bad, you know, sometimes people need to know, you're not good at your job. And maybe you should find another line of work. And I'm going to encourage you to do so by not encouraging you to stay in this line of work. But that's very, very rare. My point is, Brother Frankie, is that I am not obligated to give that tip. It's just my whim, whatever. You know, I'll I'll give a tip or I'll not give a tip, whatever. That's fine. Because I have no investment long term. But I have a long term investment in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to make sure I'm consistent in my giving. Because if I'm not consistent, I'm not in a covenant relationship. Sister Sister Angie never has to wonder if I'm coming home. If I'm not coming home, if I'm out of town, she'll know. But other than that, I'm coming home. Because we're in a covenant relationship. She never has to doubt that. I'm going to make an investment in our marriage and we are going to be in this covenant relationship. We need to be in a covenant relationship financially with the church. Because it's a root that will cause us to stand whenever tribulation comes. And I didn't get to point number two, so let's stand to our feet and I'm I'm going to stop, I think. I hope I didn't kill it talking about money. Well, I'm still talking about money. How much you give or don't give does not affect how much this pastor loves you. Because I don't even look. I don't care. There's one individual in this church that I know how much they give. And that's because they always send it to me on Messenger. And then I put it in the offering. Maybe I shouldn't say that online. I might be illegal. I don't know. But I always put it directly. As soon as I get it, I send it on to our tithely system. So how much you give doesn't, doesn't, doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my relationship with you. I don't know how much or if you give at all. I'm going to love you. But I'm talking about being unoffendable unmovable roots that will cause us that 20 years from now brother Josh we've got a different heritage we've got hey Jada come here baby will you come here I love Jada and Jada made my day on Wednesday because her mama had to work and Jada said is this okay? okay all right. that was a very reluctant nod she knows pastor loves her and Jada said I won't come to church can I ride the van and, and, and said mom have you talked to sister Lindsay you talked to sister Lindsay will sister Lindsay come pick me up does she want to be in church and sister Angie 
your heritage has changed. I don't know what your past is, but I see a baby girl that loves God, that wants to be in the house of God. And it's your responsibility. You can sit down. It's your responsibility, Sister Angie, to put down roots and never be shaken. It's our responsibility so that in 20 years, Brother John, we can look back toward our ancestry and look forward to those that, have, that are going to come after us and see a totally different story. But it's required for us to put down roots and never be shaken. Why don't we come to the front of this church? This is for everybody. I want to open this altar today.